0: This is another example this morning on Kufiyot Chesamad Aleph of a piece of Gemara, a piece of Chazal that forces us to think about the world very differently. That if, if we apply our normal lens to, to the world, we we can't really understand. And that's what uh, learning Gemara does and is meant to do—to consistently require of us to think differently, to see the world differently, to see it from a from a different perspective. Uh, and we have the piece of Gemara that I used as the foundation of the. Pasha's Achod that I gave in shul on Shabbos, which is Omer <coughs> Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi towards the top of Kufiyud Aleph, Omer Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Hani Esrim Vashisha Hodu. These twenty-six Hodu Hashem Kitovs that we say uh, on Shabbos morning in the in the Psukah there are twenty-six of them. Why twenty-six? The simple answer would be that's the name. That's Hashem's the, the gematria of Hashem's name is twenty-six. Uh, but it goes beyond that. And Rabbi Shur ben Levi says, This is talking about the first 26 generations of human history. lahem torah. That was the 26 generations during which there was no Torah. So from Adam until Moshe was 26 dorot. That was 26 generations. And there was no Torah in the world. And then the, to the what the, it's the next three words that is the, that's amazing that's the matmon in the in the daf is the next three words, vezan otam and Hashem gave sus- sustenance he supported the world for twenty six generations as an act of chesed he had a, g- a gemilus chasodim, a big heavenly gemilus chasodim. Uh, with lots of money in it to give loans and to give uh, tzedakah out. It was t- he gave tzedakah for the first 26 years. generations. That's what it Kilo Olam chastor, and that's what we mean when we say Kilo Olam Chastor. W- why I call this the Matnon is because what's the implication? So for the first 26 generations he sustained us out of his chesed. And since then? What's it been since then? So you've got to say since then he sustained us out of the Torah. What does that mean? What was before? What was afterwards? The uh, the the links this to a gemara in Bava Basa Daf Strange gemara that you can see inside in the sources. Rabbi Patachotzarot Bishnei Btzorit. Rabbi was a very wealthy man. Opened his storehouses in a time of famine. There was a time of it was a, there was a depression. People were struggling for money. he said anybody can come and get money if you've learned only Chumash that's fine if you've learned Mishnah that's good if you've learned Gemara that's certainly good if you've learned Halacha that's even better and if you've learned Hagoda you're a Baal Hagoda then absolutely you can come and collect but if you're an Amoretz no that not if you've never learned anything, your mind is not involved in Torah at all, then you you can't come. Dochak Rabbi Yochanan ben Amram ben Rabbi ben Amram, who he did not recognize, pushed his way in and he came forward. Amalah, Rabbi Panisani, said, Rabbi, please give me what to eat. Amalah, benik harita. Amalah, lav shanita. He says to him, have you If you learned chumash, if you learned Mishnah, have you learned, he says, Ba So look at those words because that's key. Ba me'afar So by what should I give you money? What does it mean by what? From you write a check from your bank account. That's where you give me money. What's by me? Rabbis all of a sudden say, so, oh "My goodness, you, you've got no mishnah, you've got no gemara, you've got no chumash. You what? How can I sustain you? What is there?" But then there's a whole story, and Rabbi realizes that he's actually a Tamit chacham who didn't want to benefit from his being a with chacham. So he wanted the merit from Tzidka just by virtue of the chesed of, of Rabbi, just the. The pity of Rabbi not through what he earned. So there's a difference here between earning the money and receiving the money. So there's a strange idea, and this is where we've got to start thinking differently. That a Talmud Chachem who's learning Torah is earning money. He's creating wealth. How is that possible? He's not creating wealth. Surely it's the person who's, going, who's, who's in business that's creating wealth. And by the way, I brought the the, the at the bottom because it's important in order to appreciate the Gemara and Shabbos, where the Nitziv says, clearly it wasn't talking where people were starving, because in that case, Rebbe, we've to give everybody, Jew, non-Jew, you can't, you can't choose. There was money available. The question was, he was saying, go to some other public, <clears throat> public uh, tzedakah organization. You don't have to come to my fund. My fund is for tzamid al but if you look at the words that bameh is so interesting because it links together with the gemo- with our Gemara. that up till twenty six generations Hashem used His chesed, He used His gamach to give them to give them money. Mm-hmm. Thereafter, it seems that He gave them their money from what they earned. It wasn't chesed. So you, do you, how can you earn money through learning Torah? What is that? And we're used to thinking of everything in silos. These people who sit all day and learn, they're doing nothing for the economy. The people who are running the economy, they're doing, they're doing the wonderful work. They are, they're doing wonderful things. But we've got to expand our understanding and say there is a capacity to create wealth in ways other than business. How do you, what, what does that even mean? So there's the famous medrash. Um, uh, it, it's a medrash on which I, I, I founded my, my organization. My business is, is built on this medrash. And that's the famous medrash of a Talmud of Rabbi Shimon Yochai. Salah he went out overseas to go to, to do business overseas. He came back very wealthy. Rabbi Shimon Yochai's Talmudian were all very poor. They were jealous. They said, if that's the case, let's all go overseas for a couple of years, make some money, and then we can come back and learn. Rabbi Shimon oh, I didn't know you wanted money. Why didn't you tell me you wanted money? There's no big deal. He takes them into the valley and he says, uh, Bika, Bika, Mali, Dinariz, Valley, fill yourself with gold coins. These guys want money. Fill it up with money. And they're, out of the mountains, these gold coins started coming and the valley's filling up with money. And he says to them, Tzlulachem, if you want money, help yourselves. Take as much as you want. Elahayu Yodin but know that you're taking your olam haba in advance because that's what this wealth is this is the wealth you earned. this is yours you earned it through your learning of torah you created wealth and if you want it in whatever currency you want it you now like you've got an app, you want it in dollars, you get it in dollars. You want it in Swiss francs, you get it in Swiss francs. You want it in Olam Haber currency, you can keep it in Olam Haber currency. It's up to you. With Olam Haber, there's no inflation at least. What, what, what's put away will be there when you get there. But it's up to you to choose. So once again, we see the transferability of value. We understand it in some things. We understand that, that Swiss francs can be transferred to dollars. We get that. We understand that gold can, can be converted to cash. We get that. We understand that property and commodities can be converted to cash and backwards and forwards. We understand value can be transferred. But we don't think of chokma, of wisdom, as such value. And when I say we're talking about learning Torah, I'm sure all learning Torah, of course, has value. But particularly when you're creating wisdom, new ideas, new ways of looking at the world, new ways of seeing a problem, new ways of defining an issue. That's what you're doing in your Torah, like we're doing here every morning learning and each morning we're trying to find a different way of looking at the world and here we're busy understanding value and how far does transference of value going? If that's what you're doing, you're creating value in the world. And that's the um, Targum Yerushalmi on Bereshis. One of the most important, Bereshis is certainly one of the most important words in the Torah. That first word of the Torah, there's a reason why that's how the Torah starts. Um, Bereshis is, is interesting. I was just learning this morning, actually, in, uh, in, in Kabbalah, that, that if you take Bereshis, there, there's a, there are many different kinds of gematria. One of the kinds of gematria is you drop the zeros. You don't count the zeros. And if you, if you count up Bereshis without the zeros, it comes to 13. The same as Ahava, which, which is love, and the love of Hashem. And that's baratio. And there's some amazing things in that word, Bereshis. One could spend one's life on the word Bereshis. And the Targum Yonason translates Bereshis, Bechuchma Berah Hashem. Hashem created the world using Chochma. That doesn't mean just he was, he was wise in the way He did it. It means the raw material of the world is Chochma. So a long time ago, we wouldn't have been able to understand that because there was a limit in our understanding of transferability. But once Einstein comes along and says, energy and matter is transferable. You can convert matter into energy. Well, that we kind of knew. But the Chidosh is you could convert energy into matter. That's unbelievable because energy is spiritual. Energy you can't see. doesn't matter, says Einstein. You want the matter, you can convert it into matter. You want the gold coins, you can convert it into gold coins. It's all convertible. Because when you're creating Torah, you're creating something real. It's energy. When you're thinking of an idea, it's energy. And you're bringing energy into the world. We create energy when we develop ideas and we learn Torah with chidush, with innovation. We create energy. And that energy can be transferred into anything we want it to be transferred. It can be transferred into value as well. It can be transferred into cash as well. So now we understand the Gemara. For 26 generations, Hashem wanted to give money, wealth, food to the world. What from? They hadn't earned anything. The world had not created wealth. They were busy in business, but they didn't realize business on its own doesn't create wealth. The miracle of of the modern miracle of Eretz Yisrael. I have absolutely no doubt in a single cell in my body. That the people in Bnei Brak who are learning Torah day and night, I'm talking about the ones who are really learning, not about the ones who are draying around. I'm talking about the ones who are really learning, and there are many who are really learning, are doing as much, if not a whole lot more for this economy than the brilliant entrepreneurs in Herzliya and Tel Aviv and Ranana. That they're doing as, as much, if not more. They're creating the energy that drives everything. And out of that energy, that creates the atmosphere in which innovation can flourish and in which success can take place. And the Reboi is allowing all this to, to be liberated, to happen. And it's being converted backwards and forwards. And we've got Torah that's doing well, and you've got business that is doing well. What a miracle. Where have we ever had that in Jewish history? Maybe in Spain for a, for a period of time. But when have we had this, that there's been so much Torah and so much financial success going hand in hand? That's why Ricky, what we were talking about the other day, is so important. That, that that learning with the business people that they get into that understanding of of what of what this is. So for twenty-six generations, Hashem gives it to us bechaster, And then afterwards, what about twenty-six generations it's no longer Chesed? Mm-hmm. Now we've earned it. Now we're creating it. And so when Rabbi Yuda Anasi says <coughs> says to to um um, what's his name, Rabbi Yochanan ben Amram, what am I going to give you? You haven't earned a penny. All these other Talmidim have earned their wealth through the Torah. They've learned. I can supply it to them. But what have you done? That's what he's talking about. He's not saying as tzedakah, I don't want to give you stocker. I don't need to be giving you stocker. There are funds in the, in the city where you can go and get tzedakah, as the Nitzv says. But you want my tzedakah, mine. I bank the, the wealth for the B'nai Torah. Because I know my wealth. Don't forget Rabbi Rabbi Danosi was supremely wealthy. And he says, I know my wealth is being generated by the Talmudim I'm teaching and by the generation I'm learning with. They're they're generating my wealth. I know that. So now they need money. I need to open up to them. But I don't need to give you, you their money when you haven't been involved at all in creating that wealth. And then eventually he finds out that in fact Rabbi Yochanan Jonas Ben Amram is not okay. only a Talmud Chochum, but he's a Talmud Chochum who doesn't want his wealth converted into money. He doesn't want his Torah converted into money. And therefore he comes to Reb and he says, please, I, I, I'm disguised, you don't even know who I am. Just support me like you support your pets, he says to him. You support your dogs, your cats, your pigeons, your horses. Support me too, just, just like one of your pets. That's all I'm asking for. I don't want to be given it as payment because I don't want my payment in, in Olam Hazen. What an unbelievable understanding of the relationship and transferability of value from energy to matter, from cash to, to commodity, and from chokhmah to, to, to wealth, and from wealth to chokhmah. With wealth one can also buy chokhmah, and with chokhmah one can create wealth. Just to understand that, that fluidity of value from one channel to another It's so important in the way we look at the world and understand the world and the way we function both as business people and as B'nai as well.